Hello, welcome everybody. Welcome to your house. Let's all say Merry Christmas, guys. One, two, three. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. All good Christmas wishes to everybody. Hope you're having a great week. As we like to say around here, the 12 days of Christmas starts with Christmas Day. So we got plenty of Christmas left. Right, kiddos? Yay. Yay. Uh, what you can't see on your screen if you're looking at my house is the clutter and the presents and still bits of wrapping paper here and there. So we, we are still in full celebration mode. And hopefully you all are having a Merry Christmas as well where you are. Uh, hopefully you're getting to see some family, at least over the computer or phone or whatever. We are trying to take uh, winter walks outside with people as we're getting opportunities to do that, which we might do today. It's snowing, it's really pretty. Up. And yeah, maybe later on we can share some things that uh, we all did over the last week. Some fun Christmas stories. Um, oh, I want to share one. So it's not very often that who you are as a human actually changes. It happens a number of times in your life. But it happened for me on Christmas Day because my wife purchased for me a small plot of land in Scotland, my ancestral home. And you may not know this, but in Scotland, if you are a landowner, you may legally call yourself a laird or a lord. So I am legally laird Nathaniel Johnstone now. <laughs> so I, you don't have to call me that. We don't have to be that formal. You can just say my lord pastor. That's fine. Um, and, or my laird pastor would be fine. As well. yeah. But uh, so that's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. I've always wanted to be a laird. And someday we can go to Scotland and we can see the tiny bit of land. I don't think all five of us could fit in it at once because it is a little small, but that's pretty awesome. And it's one step towards my goal of someday owning property in Scotland and Norway to pass on to my posterity. Andrew thinks that's a fun plan too. Yay. So you may not have become a lord or lady over Christmas, but uh, we still respect you and we love you no matter what. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's open in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this wonderful season. I asked Bella how she felt on Christmas Eve, and she said, I love Christmas. Why? Because I feel warm and snuggly. And I think that's how I feel, too, still on Christmas. During this time, we feel warm and snuggly, and part of that is the knowledge that you have finally come, Jesus. And we think back to those folks that didn't have that feeling because you hadn't come yet. And I don't know what that was like, but I thank you that we are born in a time where we know that you have come, Jesus, and that you've died for us and made us a part of your family. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, not a lot by way of announcements today. Uh, not too late for end of your giving. If you want to give to Lydia House, we always appreciate that. Keeps the lights on, so to speak keeps the Zoom going, uh, whatever the, the new phrase is going to be. And uh, also, you know, Harvest Water Africa, we, we got a, a nice gift unexpected in from another church um, this week to plant 10 banana farms, which is awesome. So we can plant a farm for just 100 bucks. And this year, we, we haven't been able to plant nearly as many farms as we had wanted to because a lot of the funds we raised for Africa needed to be used to keep people alive during the pandemic. But we're trying to look forward now and think towards the future and get back into planting. And so 
you can sponsor a farm in Uganda for just a hundred bucks for a family in need to be able to grow their own food. Oh, what a wonderful thing. And so let me know if you have any questions about that. We're, we're happy to talk about that. And a Merry Christmas to everybody. This is our last Lee House worship service of the year. Crazy. Seems like we were just at New Year's. I don't know. This year, people always say as you get older, time flies by. And I think they were right the whole time because it's starting to fly. And last season of the year, uh, last service of the year. So we encourage you to be thinking about thinking over this last year and looking into the new year. I think that's a great thing to do around this time of year, to think back and to think forward. And as we think back, I recommend forgiveness and letting things go. I don't know about you. I'm ready to let go of 2020. Anybody else? Anybody else ready to let go of 2020? Um, it would be great if we could let go of it without bitterness and having forgiven the universe forgiven the virus, forgiven the government, forgiven whoever it is that we need to forgive um, about the things that have happened over the last year so that we can kind of enter into the new year with a clean slate. That's what was uh, the tradition in the Hebrew culture. Um, their new year is different than ours, of course, being in the fall, but um, you let go of the past to move on into a clean, bright future. And so that's something that we'd like to do here at Video House. So let's just take a moment. I want to take a moment together to do that through prayer. And let's start out by just having a, a minute or two of silence and just in your mind, sort of list the things that you'd like to let go of from this year. Let's list a couple. Um, I think it's good to let go of being concerned about money and where it's going to come from and if it's going to get cut or reduced or lost altogether. I think it's good to let go of worrying about school and if school is going to be in person or if school is going to be remote. Is that a good thing to get rid of? Get rid of those worries. What are some other things you want to get rid of? let go of from this year? Anyone? Masks, yeah. Or at least let go of our disdain, potential bitterness regarding masks. We're still gonna have to wear them at least at the beginning <laughs> of the new year. Um, but let go of maybe worrying about them or being upset by them. Yeah, you guys did a great job though. You didn't let them get to you too much. I know it's hard to wear them all day at school, but you did great. Anybody else have one? Something you want to let go of? Oh, Kim. Of like everything that happened this year. Yeah, just hating the year, <laughs> hating what's going on, kind of dreading, dreading what? What's the next thing? Murder hornets. I mean, I mean, riots. There's just it was a crazy year. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to look back on 2020 and remember the good times. That's either we all had good times, but they were clouded. Hopefully in our memories, we unclouded them. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Those are the kind of things that I want us to be able to let go of, just to give them into God's hands. And 
to remember that there, there, are, there were good things this year as well. And it also taught us, I think, a lot. I think 2020 has taught us and is teaching us a lot. What's, it, what's really important and what isn't as important as we thought. And it's good to have a, a bit of a wake up every now and then out of the mundane of life, because life gets distracting, right? And so sometimes we can take it as a joy to be able to say, all right, let's, let's back up and let's figure out what's really important. And let's focus on those things. And I'm sure all of you have some as well, things you'd like to let go of. Any, anybody have one you want to mention? Well, we can maybe do that, do that a little later. So let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this year. Even for those of us who maybe find it hard to list things to be thankful for, we are thankful. Father God, we're thankful that we're all still here, we're alive, we're Jesus. warm, we're fed. We're able to provide for others who are less fortunate. We thank you for these things, Father. And I pray that you would help us over the next week as we move into the new year. You would help us to let go of some stuff. I don't want us to carry garbage into the new year. Last year had enough garbage for the year. We don't need, and next year is going to have its own garbage. So we don't need to carry this year's junk into next year. So I pray that you'd help us to let go. Let go of expecting the other shoe to drop. Let go of using the year 2020 as sort of a curse word. And let go of anything that's weighing us down. Because we have faith board that 2021 is going to be a year of the Lord's favor. Yes, Lord. And we, walk, we want to walk into that with that expectation. Yeah, hallelujah. And with that trust. And we don't want to walk into it scared or reserved or, or checking behind our backs, but walking in faith to you like a little child. Yes. Holding onto your hand. So help us to do that, Lord. Yes, and help us to do it right now as we go into worship. Help us to let go of things that are Weighing us down in our heart or in our mind, we just release those things to you, Father God. And we take a moment now of silence to confess any sins that we may have done or things that we have left undone that we should have done. Let's take a moment to confess that silently to the Lord now. We thank you, Lord. We want to worship you with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. And so we set down the, the distractions, both the good and the bad ones now, and we focus on you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> Is there anyone else at Lydia House that likes the way Nate involves his family in Yay. his leading? I think yes. it's so wonderful that you do that, Nate. You do it in a natural way, positive way. Love to hear the scriptures come out of your children's mouths. So thank you for leading us and leading us so well in that way. And we're going to sing some Christmas carols. I've chosen them because they have strong words. 
not just the music, because there are a few of them that don't help us. One, I'm, I'm going to speak on the wise men today, and there's a song called We Three Kings of Orient Are. Well, they're wrong because they, we don't know how many, if there were three or how many there were. There were three gifts, and they were not kings. They were certainly not kings. They were wise men. They were not kings, and they weren't from the Orient. They were from the Fertile Crescent, so we missed that one too. But this one is powerful. Joy to the world. Every line is powerful. Sing it with me. Let's go. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. No more let sin and sorrow grow, nor thorns infest the ground. He comes to make his blessings flow, far as the curse is found. Now stick with me because all of them aren't quite as familiar as this one we just sang. But look at the words because they're powerful words. Here's how this one goes. I think you know it. From heaven above I come to bring the joyful news of Christ your King. The holy infant born tonight shall be your hope and your delight. For know that God has kept his word and sends to you this mighty Lord to free you from your sin and shame. The Savior Jesus is his name. So with the shepherds make your way and find in Bethlehem today the child of peace that ever blessed your master and your gracious guest. Then bear the news that angels tell to all the weary world as well. Let human power and pomp and pride be vanquished at this Christmas tide. You want to
want to say amen to that? Amen. Yes. <clears throat> what child is this to lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds walk. That's a good question. Good Christians fear for sinners here. The silent word is pleading. Nails bear shall pierce him through the cross. So bring him incense, gold, and myrrh, come peasant king to own The king of kings, salvation bring, let loving hearts enthrone him. Raise, raise the song on high, the virgin sing. Joy, joy, for Christ is born, babe, the son of Mary. Thank you, Lord, that you take care of our hearts. Yes. Father, you hold yes. our hearts. You soften our hearts, and then you hold our hearts. We can trust you. We can trust you today. Yes. So we sing. The bells of Christmas, Christmas chime once more. The heavenly guest is at the door. He comes to earthly dwelling still with New Year's gifts of peace, goodwill. O patriarch's joy, O prophet's song, O day spring rise, awaited long. The Son of Man, incarnate word, great David's son, great David's Lord. And then the prayer. Come, Jesus, glorious heavenly guest, and keep your Christmas in our breast. Then David's harp spring hush so long 
shall spark our jubilee of song. The last one is a more recent carol. It's about 20 years old. It was written by Karen's husband, and it <laughs> comes from Isaiah, and I was going to give the words to CJ, and he said, no, we did it last year. So we, I guess we've done it before, but uh, in My that favorites. case, we're going to do it again, right? Yes. So... Unto us a child has been born. Unto us a son has been given. The government shall be upon his shoulder. The government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name is called Wonderful, Wonderful Counselor. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. There will be no end to his government. There will be no end to his peaceful reign upon the throne of David and his kingdom to establish it with justice and righteousness. And his name is called Wonderful, Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. From this time forth and forevermore. From this time forth and forevermore. Zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And his name is called Wonderful, Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
Amen. California. I read it. I, I write it. <laughs> uh, early on, when, I, when we got to Trinity, we got to Trinity in 1995, and I think I wrote it maybe five years later. And we sang it at Trinity every year. It, You don't mean 95. Oh, I'm sorry. That's crazy. Yes. Uh, yeah, I wrote it probably in the early 80s, I would guess. Do you remember the song? <laughs> yeah. Yes. It it's not just 20 years old. Okay, no. You're, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Help me out, people. Time flies. Time flies. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> So, Nate, you use your family, and I use my family. Thank you, honey. It's always good to sing with you. And that's the first thing I fell in love with. I, I fell in love with Karen's voice first. And I, I always wanted her to sing the solos. I couldn't. I had to let other people. But... We'll be singing the first verse of a song, and then she didn't want to look at me because she knew that I was going to point at her. To I, I gave her plenty of time in advance. I gave her two notes in advance, you know, half a measure, and I would just point at her, and I, I, I wouldn't give her much warning. So, uh, but she came through, and at Christmas, we played the anthem that Margaret and Phil made with their four children, all of whom who played instruments and all played their instrument. If you ever want to hear it, we've got some extra records. We'd love to share a record with you. You've got a record player. Uh, I think we probably also have some CDs or yeah, uh, DVDs. But there's one song in there that Karen sings the solo. And so I played it at Christmas for her children. So they could hear this 19-year-old sing with this bell-like quality right on the note. So, okay, maybe yeah, okay, we'll do it one of the close in a few days. Yeah. So, thank you for for leading us in prayer, Nate. This is a time when we want to be thinking and really praying about stepping into. 2021, because most of us, as we stepped into 2020, I think we were thinking this is going to be a great year. I mean, 2020, it's got a ring for it. I mean, it's like a, a, a start of a new whole decade, and 2020, even say it, you know, it's got good eyesight, it says something, and we were expecting this great year. What did we get? We got, we got looting. We got destruction. We had fires, physical fires, started by nature and started by people. And we got politics, fighting, and stress, and COVID, and many deaths. It's been a tough year, people. And as we go into 2021 now, I, I talked to Nate, and I said, Nate, I want to preach on the wise men, but I also want to preach on getting ready for the new year. So he said, well, Paul, why don't you preach two in a row? in a row. That's what I wanted to do. And so next week, 
I'm going to preach on the new year, stepping into the new year when we're already there. And so I'm going to send you some things ahead of time. Uh, in the next few days, I'll send you some things, and, and it'll put it out to your CJ so that you can begin thinking about the new year because I want you to help me do the sermon next week. I'll be asking more questions, and I will be preaching. So I want you to get ready for it. And I want to start this message with a question. Because just as we see in that song, We Three Kings of Orient, there are some untruths there. Uh, what qualities do you see in the wise men? You know the story. What qualities? I'm going to talk about some of their qualities, but I want you to think about it. What do you see in the wise men that are qualities that you would uh, want to aspire to be like? And you can share here, or you can share over Zoom. I think determination. Excellent. Determination. That's not going to be one of mine, so thank you for sharing that. They definitely had determination. Why? You know how long it took them? How, how long do you think it took them to get, to get from where they were? Months. It definitely took them months. Yeah. They were at least... Some people think they're from Babylon. If you go straight east, they're from the east. If you go straight east, you're going to run into Babylon. Eight, and it's, not, it's, more than eight, uh, it's less than 800 miles if you went straight. But who's going to go through the desert? You go through the Fertile Crescent, so you go this way. And to get there, it probably took four months. Talk about determination. They had it. What else? What else do you see in them? I just think in order to have that determination, they had some sort of revelation that, I don't know, that they, that kept them on that resolve to find yes. that revelation. They had yeah. to have some sort of divine something that kept them that determined. God, God somehow spoke to them, and he used the stars to do it. Wasn't it wonderful to it see this uh, coming together a few days ago? We hadn't seen it for 800 years. I wasn't around when that happened. 800 years later, we see it. This heavens, what does the Bible say? Yeah. The heavens. Okay, so something caught their attention and God revealed. And what does it say in Scripture? If with all, sit, if with all your heart, you truly seek me, you will surely find me. So there was something in these Gentiles. They weren't Jews. They're Gentiles. There was some revelation that God gave them through the stars. God can speak any way he wants. And the heavens declare the glory of God far more than we know. So they caught something, and it got into their heart. And they wanted more. God was revealing, and so he kept revealing. Then they come to Jerusalem, and they get more revelation from people who couldn't care less. They were not seeking. They were sinners. And they said, well, they, they, they looked it up. They had this seminar on where the Messiah was going to be born. They didn't know offhand, but they discovered, here it is. In Micah, it says, in Bethlehem, Ephrathah. So, then they realized, okay, we need to go 
to Bethlehem. They were, they were going for it. God revealed them. Anything else? Any other qualities? Anybody you're willing to share? If, uh, you, pardon? If they were selfless. Selflessness. I mean, it, it had to, you know, yes. take a lot of time, research, money to give the gifts. Um, you know, the, the time. It, it could have been dangerous. Were they rich? Uh, no. You said no. <laughs> If, if they're wise men, they were not rich. They worked for the king. The king was rich. They were, Daniel was a wise man. He was a magi. He was not rich. He didn't have money. They weren't rich. They weren't wealthy. They were wise men who worked for the king. The king was wealthy. He didn't give his wealth. He didn't share. Nebuchadnezzar didn't share his wealth with the wise men. They were not, most of them, we're not wealthy. And yet they took eight months off. How much time do you think they spent when they got to the, got to the babe? Did they spend a month? I doubt it. I doubt if they spent a day. Maybe they spent a few hours. Maybe they spent it overnight. We don't know. But most of their time was traveling. Did they travel on camels? <coughs> Wise men didn't have camels. Rich people had camels. They walked. God did something in their hearts that I want, that we want. So, are there anybody, anybody else? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start sharing some things here, but I'm open if any, anybody else have anything. I'm just so moved by this story. I've been reading it. We read it several times. Margaret, and we read it together. I love it every year. I love reading it. I read it over and over, literally, over and over again. Say, God, reveal this to me. Because they are so childlike in their obedience to a God that they don't know yet. Right. Who they're coming to know. And they're taking steps of faith. And each time they take it, they get more revelation. And they get more joy. Mm. And when they saw the star... Uh, as they were heading toward Bethlehem, it said they were exceedingly joyful. Hey, they don't even know him yet. But something's happening in their heart that's giving them a desire to go. I, I marvel at it. Okay, so I'm going to give them, I'm going to give you six important facts about the wise men. Number one, they served the king. The wise men. They were, not, they were not kings. They served the king. So how do we know this? Because we read back in Daniel about the wise men. Listen to this. So when Nebuchadnezzar came in, he swept in 605 B.C. He took Israel. He took many captive, thousands of them, maybe 20,000. Then the king, verse 3 of Daniel 1, commanded Aspenaz, the king his chief eunuch, to bring some of the people of Israel, both of the royal family and nobility. So Daniel is nobility. Youths without blemish, good-looking, skillful in all wisdom, who are already skillful, endowed with knowledge, understanding, learning, and competent to stand in the king's palace and to teach them the literature and language of the Chaldeans. So the king assigned them a daily portion of food that the king ate. 
and the wine they drank. They were to be educated for three years. Okay. They had three years of college. And at the end of that time, what was their job? What does it say there next? To stand before the king. They stood before the king. Uh, kings at that time needed people to advise them. Good idea, right? Presidents have that. They've got, uh, presidents have advisors. Kings have advisors. Among them were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah of the tribe of Judah. How did they do? Well, if we go to the end of the chapter, verse 17, as for these four youths, so they're young, 18, 20, probably no more, God gave, which is very interesting, because if they're 20 now, do you know how old Daniel was in the uh, lion's den? 80. He wasn't a young man. Because Nebuchadnezzar was gone, Belshazzar was gone, he was under Darius. And Darius didn't want to throw him in because he liked him, but they conspired. So he was an old man <laughs> by the time he got thrown in. Yes, we need an old man. Okay, as for these four youths, God gave them learning and skill in all literature and wisdom. Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. At the end of the time, when the king had commanded that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. Okay, now they're before the king. And the king spoke with them, and among all of them, none was found. All these wise men, right? They're called wise men, M-A-G-I, my guy. There was none found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they stood before the king. And in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired them, he found them, now this isn't an exaggeration, this is what the Bible says, ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters who were in all the kingdom. And Daniel was there until the first year of King Cyrus. That's at least 70 years later. So, and he, he had that happen under uh, Darius. So, they served the king. They were in school. And uh, that's the first statement. The second thing is they came from the east. So if we go from Jerusalem, if you have a map, and you went straight across this huge desert, you would hit Babylon. Babylon is on the Euphrates. Remember your geography in sixth grade? You got the Tigris. And you got the Euphrates, and they're running. Which way are they running? They're running, running this way, down into the Persian Gulf. So if you wanted to get to Jerusalem, you would probably, most likely, you'd go follow up the Euphrates, and you'd get up to Haran. Remember Haran is where, who was from? Who was from Haran? Abraham. Abraham. He came from up here. And then you start to turn. What do we call this? The fertile, crescent. what's a crescent? Look at the moon after about a week of being full. You got a little, you got a crescent, just bigger. So this is the fertile crescent. So then they come down here. That took them a long time to make that trip. I'd estimate four months. And Paul, they would have had to get permission, otherwise they would have lost their jobs. Yes. And, and what do we know? We don't even know if they lost their jobs. Good, good question. Good question. Yeah, how could they get? How could they get released? 
Maybe others saw some of the things in the stars, and so it gave them, they were going to uh, represent the other wise men. Number three, they came to worship. They did not come to do more research. The purpose of their coming was to bow down to this Jewish king. Can you imagine people trying to convince them not to go? Now, wait a minute. You're not Jewish. What, 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 what are you, why would you go to him who was born king of the Jews? Something in their heart got, got uh, something in their heart just urged them to go, and they were able to get permission and they came for the purpose of worshiping. This is remarkable. Fourth, they came by divine activity. There were things that were happening in the stars. As we read in Daniel, one of the things that they did was to, to study nature, to study the stars. And if the heavens declare the glory of God, there are things that God is saying that we haven't seen yet. There are things that if, if we are more open to the Spirit, we'll see as we look outside and we look up in this glorious sky and consider the magnitude of these stars. And, and uh, they're, they speak, they're very, they're very shape and they're, uh, the, the constellations speak a message. And so they, because they were open, because their heart was right, they were humble, not proud. I can imagine some of those wise men were proud, stinking proud. I serve the king. I answer his questions. I know more than anybody else. Daniel was humble. Daniel was so humble, he I would say that he was probably one of the three greatest men who ever lived. And the reason I say that is that when God spoke to uh, his people and said, even if Daniel or Noah or Job should pray, I would not change my mind. Mm -hmm. He picked out those three. So that's pretty good company being the company of Noah, who was the single righteous man on the earth, and uh, Job. When I look at the book of Daniel, I say, there's a man that I want to be like, mm -hmm. because he was so godly and uh, so full of the Spirit of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So they came by divine activity. Why, why were they in Bethlehem? Well, because the tax season, Caesar maybe wanted more money for roads, and they had to go to their place to register. Joseph was of the line of David, and David was from Bethlehem. So they came to Bethlehem. Maybe he had relatives there, very possible. Maybe they gave him the best they had. Maybe they didn't have more. Maybe they gave him the worst they had. 
The, the word may have been out. In fact, it had to be because she was nine months pregnant. So are they married? No. Uh -uh. And what are you going to say to them? Oh, this is divine. This is by God's activity. You, don't, you, you can't say anything. And so it could be that there was no place for them because people were ashamed of them. In those days, people talked probably even more than they talk today. They talked about Elizabeth. She was the barren one. All her life, that's what she heard. She was the barren one. They weren't kind to her until she got five months pregnant. Then they rejoiced with her. So they, they ended up in with perhaps with relatives out in the, in the out shack, out back, the cave, whatever it was. And these wise men come to Jerusalem and they say, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship. They're not coming to interview him. They're coming to bow down. They're Gentiles, most likely. And there's something in their heart. They felt it was only right of them to go take eight months out and pay homage to this baby. It's, it's incredibly revelatory in how God spoke to however many came. The fact that there were three gifts doesn't mean that there were three people. There could have been two, there could have been ten. We don't know. But the, the, the fifth thing I want to say is that they were seekers, not sitters. And I'm saying this in contrast to the scribes and Pharisees whom Herod spoke to and says, okay, where is this place? All Jerusalem was, was concerned because Herod, if Herod gets concerned, everybody gets concerned because he's going to go after people. So you gotta be you gotta answer his questions. And so the scribes and scarcity got together. They had a seminar. They don't, we don't know how long it took. It may have taken a day, it may have taken a long time, it could have taken a month. They were looking through the scriptures, and then they find it in Micah. Here it is. Old Bethlehem Ephrathah, those are our least among the tribes of Judah. From you shall come one who shall be the leader of Israel. So here it is. How far is that from where they are? About five miles. It's an easy walk. I've walked it. They weren't even interested enough. They were sitters. They were not seekers. There wasn't anything in their heart that would let them. They're Jews! They're dead. There's no life in them. They're not movers. And these people who have already come all these miles, now they hear, we're close. It's in Bethlehem. And so he speaks to them, go search for this child. When you have found him, bring me word. And they get back on their trail. When they went to Jerusalem, they lost it because that's not where the star was pointing to. And when they saw the star, see this, now they see the star. They, they get back on track and they see it. And it says they're exceedingly joyful. They're like kids. They're in a treasure hunt. 
kids more than adults like games with, with finding things. You know, you'll go hide something out here. We did this so many times. We'd hide things out here. Okay, we're going to have a treasure hunt. And the kids would love it. We're in a treasure right. hunt. We're looking for things. Yeah. And so they are, they're seekers. And so they, they rejoiced exceedingly. And they came to Bethlehem. Now, how could a star that's a million miles away shine, <coughs> shine down on a house? Only by God. Right. Only by God's divine activity. God wanted them to find the place. And so he used a star <coughs> that shone down on this house. Now they're in a house. It may just be the other end of the cave. Or they, they may have felt sorry for him. Now she's got the baby. Hey, we need to care for the baby, although they're not married. This is strange. They give him a place. So now they're in a child. And the brephe, that's the Greek word for baby, is now a paideon. He's a child. Yes. Does that coincide with Greek? Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, so they call him a child. So it's been months. Mm -hmm. It took him four months to get, for, get, to get there. And we don't know how long they waited. Uh, so it, it may have been a year old. We don't know. But they... My experience is that children ask more questions than adults. Mm -hmm. Adults tend not to ask. If you say, Do you have any questions? Mm -hmm. We don't want to show our ignorance. So we tend not to ask questions. They're asking questions. Where, where, where do we go? Where do we go? That's the where question. That's a hard one for men to ask. <laughs> I know my way. <laughs> Kids are really good at asking questions. They're asking questions. They're seeking. They're going after this with all their heart. They, they, they spend all. They spent time. They spent money. And they go in. And now they find what they have been looking for. They're beside themselves with joy. And they do what they came to do. They bow down. And what is this doing to Joseph and Mary? Yeah, what kind of response are they having? As these, however many, it could have been a houseful, we do not know, that came. Now they're bowing. They're on their faces before this baby. And then the coup de grace. They get out a few things that they brought along with them. And they open up these baby gifts. Did they give them a rattle? Did they give them a hanky? Mary is stunned. Joseph is stunned. Because they're getting gold. They were not rich people. How did they get this? Maybe they sold everything. Maybe they sold everything. They were not, likely not married. Most of them were eunuchs. Daniel was a eunuch. Most of them, not all of them, but they, they did not have families. <clears throat> and they did not have money. So, so they did what Mary did. She gave Everything. She gave her alabaster. This was her life savings. And she poured it on Jesus. 
disciples said, why this waste? What? You really did that? Was it a waste to Jesus? Jesus received it because that was the only anointing he got before his burial. It's the only one. Mm -hmm. The women went to anoint him. He was already gone. He only needed it for the weekend. Then he was out of there. She anointed my body. And it was such a gift. And so now they're giving this gift of gold. What would they need gold for? Well, they're going to be gone in Egypt without a job for months. Because there's a wicked, wicked man. You don't know the last of it. You don't know how many people he killed, including his wife, including children, including relatives. He was a crazy man. He was very smart. In a build, he was a good builder. I've seen some of his buildings in Israel. Very smart and very crazy. And so now he's killing infants. It's, it's hard to read because you can only imagine the sorrow. But Joseph and Mary were away. How'd they finance it? Maybe the gold was what they needed for four months or more. We don't know. Maybe Mary needed it because her husband wasn't going to live as long as she And the did. frankincense is good for medicinal purposes. There you go. In, yeah. yeah. Um, could I say something about the star? Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was just very blessed by, some of you have probably seen uh, a DVD called The Star. Yeah. And uh, I was overwhelmed with how detailed, and, and we know this for a fact that God is a detailed person, but uh, how wonderful that he brought the star. Mm -hmm. And so th this DVD shows in, in the scientific way, I mean, it'll, it'll explain if you can even concentrate and get it, <laughs> but see it several times. Um, I was really blessed to see how God just brought it all together for that specific time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it, it's a fact. And, you know, we, we read about it for years in the Word, and we believe it. But to have it explained from a scientist, from, from a, a, a guy that's been studying astronomy, which the wise men were doing. Yeah, they 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 knew all about stars. They knew about the heavens. They studied it as best as they could in in that day and age, and we know a lot more now. So uh, that really blessed me. And I'll tell you, I'm sure many of you too were so blessed by our Christmas star this year. This is we've called it the Christmas star, yeah. as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, because in this year, it's it's been chaotic, like it. Well, I was going to say similar. We can't compare, but very chaotic when Jesus was born. And it is chaotic for us now, too. But to see that star, they hadn't seen that brightness in 800 years. It was just such a blessing to, to just realize God is looking down on us. He, we know that for a fact, but to feel it, to see it visually and to feel it in our hearts. So thank you, Lord. Yeah. Orchestrated Thank you, and he orchestrated it. Yeah. And he is still orchestrating it today. Still yeah. orchestrating it. Let's just keep hoping. Yeah, our hope. That's our hope. That's yeah. our hope. Hallelujah. Oh, yes.
One, one more thing, uh, and I've already mentioned it, the, the sixth thing about these wise men is the gifts that they brought. I mentioned, mentioned that to you. So, so my question for you is, are you a sitter or are you a seeker? Are you seeking for more of God? Do you want more? Is, are there things that you haven't discovered yet in the scriptures that you need to look for? Are there things in, in your own personality, in your family, that you need to seek out, you, that you need to go on a treasure hunt, that you need to ask questions, you need to go for it? I want to be like these wise men who went on a search and they found what they were looking for. And my, when they returned home, they were different people. They were absolutely different. They were converted. I believe we'll meet them in heaven. Yes. I can't imagine God leading them that far and then not them being able to... Uh, I think the fact that they bowed before the, the Son of God, uh, I think that they're going to do it again in heaven. So, uh, Father, we're so thankful as we look at these stories. We're so thankful that uh, you led these wise men and... and we want to be like them. Yes. We want to open our hearts. We want to be asking questions. We want to be seekers. We want to be on a treasure hunt. We want to be going for it. We don't want to be sitting. We want to be seeking. Yes. We don't want to just be complaining about the way things are. We want to change the way things are. We want to go after you. We want to see you in the stars. We want to see you in the dirt. We want to see you in other people. Everywhere we look, we, we know we can find you. If with all our hearts we seek you, we will find you. So I pray for Lydia House in 2021 that we would be a group of seekers who are going after, who are going after the wealth of your love, of your humility. I thank you that they were so humble that they bowed down before a little child. They worshipped a child because something got into them that said, this is the king. And, oh, God, would you be opening our hearts in special ways these days to make us open and receptive to what you have to say to us, what you have to give to us, and what you have us to do in response to that. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd love to hear if there are thoughts that any of you others have that you'd want to share about the wise men? Anyone want to share something? Uh, Paul, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, okay. go for it. Um, this was my thought. Uh, the wise men were seeking a star, and they followed the star, and they went to the palace because they were expecting something grand. And instead of getting something grand, they got a stable with cows and donkeys or whatever, with manure and urine and animal sounds. And so what they were seeking ended up coming in a form that they didn't expect. Yeah, right. And I think they had a lot of adjustments in their thinking. And I, 
And that's kind of the way God is with us. Sometimes, you know, what we seek after it is his will, but our idea of his will is, is sometimes different than what we end up getting. And sometimes we feel like maybe 2020 was a stable, but God is going to bring good yes. from the stable. Mm. Mm. Love it. Amen. Thank you. Very good. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Like to hear from anybody else if you've got thoughts, questions. You can ask a question. I never thought of it before, but huh? I guess the wise men just had to travel by night if they were following the star. That's true. I never thought of that before. I said it to you. Well, the wise men had to travel by night if they were following oh. the star, mm. Mm. which is not what we would feel like doing. It's harder to find your way in the dark. They didn't have flashlights or, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Good point. Although the skies were brighter and cleaner in those days, maybe they could see a little bit more ahead of a little bit more time, because yeah, yeah. uh, our skies are not as clear and clean, and so. But but yeah, that's probably what they did, and they slept during the heat of the day. Oh my, that's a lot to think about. It just sounds precarious to have <laughs> to walk in the dark. Yeah. Oh my. Mm-hmm. That's how we feel a lot of times when we're following. A lot of times when we're following God's leading, it still feels like you're walking in the dark. It feels yeah. like faith. Walking mm -hmm. by faith still feels like me. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't usually give it all to us at one time. No. He gives it to us little by little. And that's why I think it says, if with all your heart, you have to keep going when he gives you, gives you a, a portion. Things what he has spoken to me, he has often spoken, and he's given me clues. And so I've, I've started moving in that direction. And then it gets clearer and clearer as I continue to walk. It's called a walk, isn't it? We walk by faith. A walk isn't a run, but it isn't a sit either. It's movement. Walking gets you there. I used to be bored with walking because I, I, I used to run a lot. And I used to be bored because it, it takes a while to get there. It takes longer. But you finally get there. And... They weren't running, they were walking. That was a lot, that's a lot of steps to go from, from Babylon, if they were in Babylon. We're not sure. They could have been from Arabia. They could have been from Persia. If you kept going past Babylon, you get to Susa, which is the capital of the kingdom that Darius, uh, uh, that uh, Cyrus, they were Persians. So they may have been from there. Other thoughts, comments, questions? Paul, are you going to use this leading us into 2021? This sort of theme? Yeah, I'm going to send you some stuff to help you get ready. And, and uh, it's going to give you clues. Israel 
they live by different compartments, day compartments, and the day, when did the day for Israel start? It started at sundown, from sundown to sundown. So evening and morning were the first day. So you start at night, then you go. And so there were things that they did every night. There were things that, that we're to do. We live in day, one-day compartments. And then they had a week long. They had a Shabbat, which was a time of, what does it mean? Rest. Rest. And so they had a time of rest. So that's, we live in week-long compartments. So there are things that we need to do on a weekly basis. But then they lived by the calendar, the month. Chodesh literally means new moon. That, that means month in Hebrew, but it, it's n the new moon. And the heavens tell us, okay, it's the new moon. It's a new, there's, a, there's a new step we're taking now. We're in a new place. So there's something new that should be happening. And then there were things they did once a year. They would come up to the temple once a year. If they were 12 years or older, so Jesus, at the age of 12, went to the temple, went to Jerusalem. It was like a confirmation. We have confirmation for, in the Lutheran church for kids, time of preparation, where they're taking fresh steps. So every year they had the... Yom Kippur, the uh, day of Kippur comes from kafar, covering, the day of covering, the day of repentance and confession and forgiveness. So that was a yearly thing. So the, the calendar that we've been given, the Jewish calendar, gives us clues on how to live our life daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. So I'm just going to show some of those things and send some stuff out to you and then encourage you in these days to be thinking about that. We'll be getting together with our family, and I, I send things to my kids, and I urge them to think about this. Now you're entering a new season. This is a new day. It's, it's a new year. So what are you going to do? How are you going to get ready for it? Prepare your heart. Uh, get ready to step through. So... Uh, we want to do our homework as we get ready for 2021. Okay, thoughts, questions? How, how are we doing on time? Is this right? 20, 20 to what time? Uh, seems like it's a little, uh, we're early. That I, I guess I didn't preach as long, which people say amen. You know. I have something different yeah. that I could share. If you want that to share. That was a huge blessing to me. When you were talking about uh, your family singing together and the recording you have. Yeah. Well, our three oldest daughters blessed me with a song as a Christmas gift wow. this year. Wow. And it was a recording they sang together, even though they're in three different countries. Oh. And Gracie, our, our son-in-law, Joel, in Switzerland, did the tech support for it to put, help them put it together. 
So I have it on my phone here. Oh, look. Go for it. And the reason it's like, to, it just really ties in because it's Psalm 23. Oh, cool. So that's our assurance going into the New York that's here. Right. The Lord is our shepherd. Yeah. Tell, tell them who the three daughters are. Okay. Um, Elizabeth <clears throat> is our oldest daughter. She lives a mile and a half from us in Crystal. And then the next daughter, Paige, Boulay, they live in Montreal now. They're, they were the ones that were stranded in India for a long time. Yeah. Now they're safe in Montreal. And then Gracie, our daughter Gracie, is, lives in Switzerland oh. with her husband and her three little girls. Oh. And um, so I'll put play here and bless the rest of you as well.
anointed song. So we always pray for people that uh, have matters that need prayer, physical, emotional, spiritual. So I'm going to lift those up now. <clears throat> Father, we don't know all the things that people at Liddy House are going through, but you know every one of them. We pray for any who are struggling in their body, in their soul, in their spirit, any who are discouraged or depressed, any who are having a tough time, that for whom <coughs> 2020 has been a really difficult year mm. and are hoping, maybe against hope, that it's going to be different in the new year. We pray that you would give them hope yes, Lord. in Jesus Christ. We pray that you would give people grace to let go yeah. of anything that they're clinging to, some may be clinging to discouragement as if that's, that's their portion. You can let go of it. You can abandon it. You can say no more. I'm, I'm not going to give in to discouragement anymore. I'm going to give in to hope. I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe for, for things to be different. I'm going to believe for my marriage to be different. My parenting to be different. My job, the people I work with, if they're not going to change, I will change from the inside out. I pray for attitudes to change. I pray that things that are in us where, where we're simply stuck, where we're stuck by a victim outlook. Why, why is this happening to me? Why should I be going through this? And I, I pray that you will uh, give people grace to shed the kind of thinking that keeps them from being like the wise men, treasure hunters, going after Jesus, looking for the clues, excited, exceedingly joyful as they find Jesus. I pray that this new year would be a year that we're full of joy because we find new things to be true about you, God new things in our Savior, the King of kings, the King of the world, the Savior, born in a manger. Mm -hmm. And so give us that hope that allows us yeah. to shed anything that doesn't belong in 2021. I pray for real grace in these next few days for people to abandon things that don't belong going into the new year that they would be able to step with a sense of freshness, a sense of hope and yeah. well-being. Yes, Lord. And I think maybe my wife has something to add to that. I, I was just going to say, Lord, uh, that, that word that Luann um, gave really hit me. And uh, that what is on our mind sometimes, our hope, and we have an idea what that hope should look like. But like the wise men who went to the king, they, they had to have, have a turnaround, turnabout. And, and what they found was not exactly what they had in mind. And you are the one, Lord, through your Holy Spirit that can change our minds. Can, you can change our hearts. You can change our attitudes. 
in the midst of situations we find ourselves in where you didn't perhaps answer our prayer exactly the way we thought. We, we thought you'd, you could, and, and you could. We know nothing is too difficult for you. But just like with my dad, I thought that you would allow him to live longer. And we don't know, Lord, but we had to just say, I trust you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and then start saying, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for who you are, Lord, and for the time you have given us. And uh, that's what I want to keep saying is our hope is in you. My hope is in you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit that takes care of our hearts. Mm. That really is a good insight from Luann. They went from a palace to a, a little house. They went from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. They went from this expectation, and they had, if they had them, they had to shed them by the time they were there because they bowed down. And they may have had a fight at the door. Hey, this can't be the place. No, this isn't the place. No, no, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure we lost. But the star, it's right here. It's got to be. Okay. All right, I guess let's go in. And then God revealed it as they did, and they, they worshiped that child. So there will be surprises in 2021 for you, brothers and sisters. There will be wonderful surprises, and there will be tough times, too. God grants us those. But, uh, hey, we'll be... Continuing on with our fellowship time now, uh, after I give you the benediction. Uh, any final words? Anybody else? Yeah, Kathy, get, get a mic. Um, I just... Um, broken hearted about the path of our country and it's still there's still time and I just really want to pray um, for all of us to keep praying for those certain governors who need to take the steps to have the courage to make the right decisions and they're getting a lot of pressure from media and politics, politicians and so much to not be courageous in this time so we just really God can you can move the hearts like you we just prayed and Lord we just really 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 ask you and beg you to just do something in these men's hearts to be courageous to make the right decisions these governors in Jesus name we pray Amen So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.